This is Boom Radio. Good morning, Lagos. Good morning, Nigeria. It's your favorite sports show again. It is Phoenix Sports on Boom Radio NG. And uh, my name is Cornelius. Um, there's a lot to talk about today. Um, talking about um, the repercussions of the Super um, Eagles um, throwing away two goal lead um, in the last friendly match. Talking about um, the, the, um, the, the Tigers um, jumping up in um, the. Uh, FIBA men's um, ranking. Um, the Champions League is back. A lot, a lot on the show today. On your favorite sports show, Phoenix Sports, and this is how we do. Okay, I'm going straight to the action. And um, where the Super Eagles have paid a stiff price for throwing away a two-goal lead. Apparently, um, they were two up, and um, the Ukra- Ukrainians on their home soil fall back. And and, to, and and the game ended to to draw. Now the precaution of this action is that Nigeria has dropped one place in the recently released FIFA ranking. Now Nigeria that was ranked 33rd in the world, and right now they are ranked 34th in the world. Now talking about rankings, now the D Tigers have moved up 10 places to the 23rd in the world that's on the latest FIBA, FIBA ranking and that is a great move I'm also concerned in the fact that uh, that's a topping on the cake concerning the fact that the D-Tigers will be filing out um, for, for the country at the um, 2020 Olympics in Japan now there was a matter we spoke about um, um, last time here on Phoenix Sports uh, with all the probes going on with the NFF and um, yes, this doesn't seem to be going away. As a matter of fact, uh, the controversy has been thrown in because we understand um, there's a chance, uh, uh, there's an allegation from the likes of Amaju Pinik saying um, perhaps they will not be able to, uh, the government will not be able to judge these matters, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, we will be checking that, uh, that out to see how that pans out. But we understand that um, a lot of houses have been seized, not just of um, uh, uh, Mr. Amadou Pinnick, uh, the likes of Mr. Sherry Duko, also, uh, who is the General Secretary of the NFF, also um, has some houses seized. Uh, we're talking of houses seized both home and abroad. And, um, yes, yes, yes. Um, this is um, all ongoing. And, um, we'll continue to look into this matter. And, um, yes, um, I have my usual suspect and my tag team uh, mate with me in the house now, talking of the likes of uh, Mr. Shola Rogers. You're welcome, Mr. Shola Rogers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to be here. Okay, okay. Um, and in case you missed it, I was just talking about uh, the NFF uh, uh, probes going on, you know, which spoke about this last week, and um, it seems to be continuing. I understand a couple of houses asked, asked, uh, uh, continue to be seized. We're talking of not just houses at home, we're talking of home and abroad. And um, the truth about it is, um, you know, for those who don't understand what really is going on, uh, Mr. Shola, can you bring us to speed? Yeah, well, um, it's... Um something that always happened. It's not um, a new thing. Every NFF um, board has had an issue with uh, accountability, transparency. But the strangest of all things is that this particular board 
has tried to show the world that they are transparent. But unfortunately, what we're hearing now is that um, the, some monies that they should have accounted for that they have not. And monies in the range of millions of dollars, by the yes, way. Yes, you know. So that's what is happening. So um, apparently, um, Amadou, being the president, is in the forefront of this. Is the uh, main object of this investigation, but it also concerns uh, Sheo Diko, who is the second vice president of the uh, NFA or NFF, as the case is, you know, amongst other names. And then the um, secretary general is also being mentioned here, and uh, some of their properties were actually uh, sealed up by um, by the ICPC and all of that. But they have also, uh, we've heard, not officially though, but we've heard that uh, they're threatening that they would definitely be, um, what's it called now? They will be suing or fighting back legally to clear their names and also maybe get back. Um, this kind of probe, Solan, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think it's a, it's a witch hunt? Because uh, we know this is not the first time something like this is happening. Um, and we, we are away. Um, the last time it was the EFCC uh, probing the same um, set of people. And I'm um, considering this, um, uh, um, Amadou Pinik, which, who in some people's opinion um, has been transparent, has um, had one of the best um, till date um, governance at the, at the at the helm of the NFF. Because um, this man you're talking about only so a couple of weeks ago was the second most powerful man in African football. Well, um, witch hunt uh, might be a strong word to use because um, you start to ask who is witch hunting who. Mm -hmm. We know that yes, they had their run-ins with um, the immediate past minister of uh, the Federation Minister of Sports of the Federation. We know that for a fact, you know. But it, it, it's a far-fetched thing uh, to say it's a witch hunt. What I feel is that they, have also, they are now victims of their perceived success and they are victims of the system that they have sadly been a part of because if only they had been more transparent, you know, like let people understand that Okay, we did get this FIFA grant eventually. This is the money that came in. This is how we have disbursed it. You know, because um, that's one of the things that actually uh, is believed to have led to the issues with the uh, CAF president that um, the Obla led um, probe actually is rumored to have written to CAF to say, is it true that the NFF hosted you guys with this amount of money? And the CAF people had responded, and they responded in the negative, which that basically cast more yeah. aspersions on the NFF. So it led to a breakdown. Apparently, there's been an issue between Pinnick and the um, CAF president. Although his tenure was for two years, every two years there seems to be like a reshuffling mm -hmm. of the CAF Exco. But if they were still as charming as they used to be, Pinnick would have returned, you know. So the the trail of uh, Pinnick and uh, the Ghanaian president and the Ivorian president who were very, very um, instrumental to bringing the current CAF president into, you know, uh, CAF as the chairman, have now all been kicked out, you know, of the system one way or the other and largely due to uh, probes or alleged uh, 
mismanagement of funds. It all crumbled. It all crumbled. Uh, well, we'll continue to watch this space and um, you can be rest assured we will bring it to you as it happens here on your favorite sports show, Phoenix Sports. Now, um, moving on. I spoke earlier about uh, the consequences of Nigeria's 2-2 draw, dropping them down the rankings. Now, the NFF has been able to secure high-profile friendly matches. And when you're talking of high-profile, it doesn't come any higher than playing the Samba Boys, talking about Brazil. Now, we will be playing Brazil um, next month. That game will be held in Singapore. We also understand that the NFF um, is trying to get on the cards an African team, a strong one, who we suspect is Senegal. After that, now this is all in preparation for the World Cup and the Nations Cup qualifiers that are going to be coming up. Now, um, we saw how fantastic the Super Eagles were in the first half against Ukraine. And um, yeah, somewhat they were, you know, they, 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 they played it right in the second half, but it all crumbled towards the end. Um, what do you expect? Um, and judging that, actually, the Brazilians on paper actually look better than the Ukrainians who, beat, who we almost beat away in, yeah. um, in Ukraine. Well, uh, the, um, the Brazilian team uh, are currently ranked th- uh, number three in the world. They were number two as at the time the deal was struck. Now they are number three. Uh, of course, uh, we know that Belgium still holds sway at the top of mm-hmm. the FIFA rankings. But I do not agree that playing a draw against Ukraine uh, made Nigeria drop by one point or two. That's not the issue. What happens, the, the way the FIFA ranking works, is that we actually gained more from playing Ukraine. If we didn't play at all, we would have dropped more. You get because it was a great A friendly. You know, not necessarily winning it, but the fact that you played it alone. But the thing is that there are other people playing. Within the period, there were over 70 friendly games played. And most of them, at least more than half of them, were grade A. So, High profile friendlies. So, so what that basically means is that other people also got points, and we just got what we got. You know, so I um, just wanted to state that. But having said that, uh, Brazil has a policy of not playing anything outside the top 50. If you're not in the top 50, they're not going to play you. And the Brazilians have said that they are playing two African teams. They're going to play Senegal first, then go play Nigeria. And they know that uh, Nigeria is number two in Africa when the deal was struck. You know? So uh, it's going to be a, a cracker. They're, they're, they're also going to be playing in Singapore. At the Singapore Sports Hub, the Singapore Sports Hub is one of the best in the world. You know, it has a water park. It's, it's what your national stadium should look like. You know, it's what Abuja and Lagos and all the other stadiums should look like. It's a family center. People go there, have fun. There's a velodrome. It's just a perfect place for sporting events. And um, Nigeria will be playing at that stadium against uh, one of the best teams in the world. And I see us getting walloped. Walloped, you say? I don't think so. Um, the Nigerian side, I saw against Ukraine. I think I match any team on its day. Um, I think I think Gennett Raw has, um, right now, he has this, this new crop of players. He has, I think he has something uh, we need to watch out for because uh, I saw a dominant Nigerian side against a very, very good Ukrainian side. Um, and we actually outplayed them. You see, I fear one thing I not seem to notice is that the Nigerians seem to play European-style kind of football. And um, when they meet um, the pairs alike, you know, they, they tend to flourish. 
unlike um, uh, the way they unlike being uh, the way they were woeful, in my own opinion, against the likes of Algeria in the Nations Cup. Yeah, well, um, it's debatable, and that's why we're having this discussion. I like getting Ross' approach to the game. I just feel that it needs to read the game more and faster than effective changes uh, earlier, you know, than he usually does. I like the way that he's giving everybody an opportunity to get into the squad, and uh, that's that's a that's a good one for Nigeria. Uh, there are more fresh talent coming through the ranks, you know, so that, that, that that's a welcome development. But I, I still don't see how this Nigerian team will beat Brazil, but. Let's, let's, let's wait. The Brazilians have not been all that. I'm um, looking at their results, their, 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 their previous results. Um, um, they've had the one any game with more than by more than um, two, three goals. And uh, most, and I can tell you in that round, there's been a lot of one zero near meets and um, close shave wins. You understand? Even on, on their home turf. So um, I'm, I don't see anything fantastic about um, the Brazilians. Yes, they are, they, on paper, you have a lot of stars talking about the Liverpool man, um, Firmino, talking about Neymar, who might um, finally, finally get back on the pitch and start playing um, his football, talking about Richarlison, who started up front for them at um, Everton. Yes, yes, the big names are there, but you must also put into consideration, we also have big names. We are talking of one of the hottest strikers right now in Europe, talking talk in the, uh, talking about uh, Victor Isime, talking about uh, Iwobi, who seems to have rejuvenated himself and, um, and uh, re, um, the, the rebirth of him, talking about the way he controls the game. Um, I don't think I don't think he's a mismatch, and I don't think we're getting well up. As a matter of fact, I might actually put a bet that Nigeria goes there and surprises the world and beat Brazil. Alright, like I said earlier, let's see how it pans out. Okay, okay. Now, the moment we've been waiting for, the Champions League is back officially. And they were mouth-watering fixtures. I don't know, I've never seen a Champions League where you couldn't predict. I doubt uh, if any of the betting men uh, were going to get lucky because um, it seems to, the way these things seem to be panning out these days, you can never tell the big teams from the small teams as there's no respect, as, as some small teams were showing there are no respect of nobody. Now, talking about huge, huge results in Milan, who were looking very, very good as the season started out, they actually drew at home with Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague, a fantastic game with um, a Nigerian striker on target in that game. Yeah, talking about uh, Peter Olayenka, who uh, did a lot that day. He put his name out there for Genot Raw and the uh, scouts of the Nigerian national team to at least know that um, the way you've given a chance to Onua Chu and a couple of other guys, Olayenka deserves a look in. You know, this is Champions League. This is not low-level football. We're talking about a team that ran Inter Milan ragged. You know, it was a tight game. There was nothing between these two teams. It was really, really interesting to see him, you know, stamp his authority in that game. And um, of course, it's time that Nigeria looked at his, uh, looked his way. For me, fantastic um, um, performance for the Nigerian and the Slavia Prague as a whole, going away to enemy, enemy territory. Not an easy territory to go to go to Inter Milan, dominate the game for more than half of, of, of the game. Only towards the end did they, they start to crumble and almost lost the game. I think that I, would, I would say they were unlucky not to go away with three points. And in some cases, some somebody might say they were lucky to go away with the three points because Lukaku also actually had a chance to seal the three points for Inter. Inter Milan. Now moving on, Leon. 
that seem to have started the season poorly, um, considering how fantastic they were um, in preseason. They drew at home with Zenit St. Petersburg. We know Zenit St. Petersburg very fantastic in their league. But uh, we expected that um, the French um, team, with all the stars, I'm uh, talking about uh, Memphis Depay and, and so on, to, to walk away with the victory in that game. Zenit had other plans and they, they showed us that uh, they're here for the business. I, I was impressed with the results, actually. Okay, okay. And I actually am victorious over our own uh, Victor Osimhen's Lille. Um, not a good day out there oh, for... Oh, Osimhen didn't score in that game. He didn't score in that game. Really? Oh. All right, moving on. Okay, <laughs> three 0 uh, Okay, that 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 ended three 0 in favor of Ajax. Benfica lost at home to Leipzig. Leipzig looking very very strong. A very very no nonsense team. Uh, play very direct football. Um, beating um, Benfica, getting an away result. Um, beating Benfica two one. And Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona. Big game surprisingly. I I was watching this game and I think um, Dortmund were wasteful. Um, the Spanish teams don't seem to be. They seem to be below par this season, talking about likes of Real Madrid and even Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, But uh, having said that, you also need to give kudos to these two teams. They played an amazing game. The result does not reflect the kind of game that we saw. It was uh, ding-dong, it was all over, but at some point you would see that Dortmund meant to beat Barcelona. They Very actually, attacking team. Extremely attacking a team. Good game. And I'm looking forward to the reverse fixture on the last day when they come across each other again. It's going to be a cracker. Yes, yes. And that will be at the Camp Nou this time. Now, um, Chelsea, talking about controversy, this was a controversial game for reasons of um, penalty kicks, which uh, for some reason has been an issue in England um, to, in the beginning of the season. Chelsea losing at home to Valencia. It was interesting. Uh, the, the most painful aspect of that game was the fact that Chelsea actually had a chance to get back into the game to at least get a point out of this game. And uh, their designated penalty taker, Barkley, lost the penalty. A lot yeah. of people were yeah, it mis- felt were, yeah were mistakenly assuming he wasn't was supposed to be for his Coaches come out to clarify that for as long as Barkley is there, he's designated penalty taker. Kudos to Frank Lampard for doing that. Perhaps, um, you know, removing him from the eye of the storm, um, removing him from the um, from the um, attacks of the media and the fans. Um, perhaps we never can tell. Um, but if whatever the case was, it was handled by Frank, the, the way Frank Lampard handled it was perfect. And uh, moving on, a fantastic game. I watched this game um, when Napoli. Seem to always have a number on Liverpool, especially out there in Italy. Napoli, 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 Napoli. They keep getting one over English teams, five out of six. Mm-hmm. They keep getting one over Liverpool, back to back victories. Back to back home victories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> against the Liverpool. And Jurgen Klopp just can't catch a break in Italy. Mm-hmm. It keeps losing to Italian teams. But the strange part about this, the strange part about this Napoli team is, I think they blow hot and cold because, you know, one minute they are drawing with the likes of Juve, the other minute they are beating Liverpool in the Champions League, but unfortunately dropping down to the Europa League and losing heavily on, uh, um, in two ties against Arsenal, yeah. who finished in fifth position yeah, that's, in, that's, the, that's in England. Of, that's the beauty of uh, football. 
and that's that's how the cookie crumbles you know you you expect things to go a certain way well it looks like when Arsenal have their number and they, they, they just don't waste time with it while the other guys are still trying to figure out how to play uh, this Italian sides Okay, okay. Fantastic game from um, from Napoli there. Talk about um, Chris um, Mertens. Fantastic on the day. My, one of my favorite players in the world. I enjoy watching him any day. Now, moving on quickly. Um, Red Bull um, Salzburg, um, Tom Tam Genk. That's the Belgium side. Um, 6-2 at home. And um, um, moving on to the Wednesday fixtures um, where Club, Club Bruges um, drew nil-nil with Galatasaray at home. Now, this... Um, Turkish sides too seem to be complicated, seem to be struggling in Europe this oh, season. Well, uh, Turkish sides are European sides. <laughs> That's why they're playing the UEFA Champions League. And of course, look, nobody's going to roll over and die for you to get your points. You have to earn it. And uh, uh, Club Bridge should and would feel that they could have gotten something out of this game. Now, kudos to Gala because they went on the road. And uh, he had a goal, so it's a plus for them. Okay, okay. And um, moving on, Olympiakos, um, that's the Greek team. Fantastic game, 2-2 um, draw against Tottenham. Tottenham um, um, throwing away a two-goal lead in this game. Um, but I would say if Tottenham had won um, on the day, it would have been a situation of the better side losing. Yeah. Because Olympiakos were fantastic in uh, that game. Tottenham can't seem to catch a break. 2-2 uh, here, 2-2 there, 2-2 everywhere. That's the case of Tottenham. They keep playing tutu. Everywhere they go, maybe they love the tutu so much, I don't know. But the thing is that uh, Olympiacos got a deserved result because it was looking like Tottenham were going to steal victory on them. But this is kudos to Tottenham because they were on the road. Although their coach was not very pleased with the performance and he, he, he did not miss words. He's man in Dombele. He seemed to flop uh, passes. He, he didn't, he didn't and miss words. He did not miss words at all. He came for his team and he said that they were... Let me just use my own words, shambolic. Okay, okay, okay. Fantastic result here for Locomotive Moscow with on a way to one win against Bayer Leverkusen. Um, Bayer Munchen uh, beating, uh, doing the work against um, Partizan Belgrade, um, known as um, the uh, Krevna's um, um, Sevna Zevda. Yes, and, uh, and there's an important, uh, interesting tweet, uh, interesting stat here. Mm. Uh, I just tweeted that now that um, they have had the most blocks shots per game in the Champions League. 11. That's Partizan Belgrade? Yeah, that's what they've done. And just it's just match they won. Mm, wow, wow. That was fire, baptism of fire. Uh, now, moving on, um, huge result here. Um, Atlanta in the Champions League for the first time. And um, with the, with the um, highest goal scorers in the Italian League last season, um, finishing and um, runner-up in the Italian League, um, they were thumped away at Dynamo Zagreb. 4-0. Yeah, bang, 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 bang. That's what it was. It was um, Dynamo uh, showing Atalanta that, look, it's not a tea party, like it's the Champions League. Good results for uh, Dynamo. This will pay off on the long run. This might help them along the way. It will help them along the way. Now, they've gotten this against Atalanta. We don't know what's going to happen in subsequent games. But for Atalanta, uh, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome it is. Now moving to a fantastic game and um, like I highlighted um, the problems with the Spanish side, talking about Real Madrid losing 3-0 away at Paris Saint-Germain and we're talking about Paris Saint-Germain that you have Neymar 
I didn't have Cavani. an Mbappe and Cavani, and um, they still lost three 0 I saw a third goal where um, um, full backs exchanged yeah. passes twice it to was, score. It was it was a beauty. The third goal is the way you want your players to play. You want them to be selfless, not selfish. These guys will want to want to. And they're not even strikers. That's the shocking Full part. Fullbacks. And they tore the Madrid defense apart. I was really happy. And every time the camera panned to Neymar and uh, Mbappe, they were laughing. They were just having a ball. You know? Enjoying themselves. And the camera pans to Zizou, and you see Zizou looking all stern and worried. You know where You think he's going to lose his job? I think he should lose his job because he shouldn't have taken this job in the first place. He shouldn't have come back having yeah. gotten all the glory. He had nothing to. No, he, he didn't have any reason to go he back there. Come back to rubbish his record, record with Madrid, and it's high time they kicked him out and got someone who could do the business. Well, now, she, um, do you think Madrid sport problem is the managerial one? Because I saw the game. Um, she Hazard not not looking himself, substituted in the 60th minute. At, at this point, I. I, I Say it is a managerial problem. Um, the reason why I'm saying that is that look at the kind of recruitment that they've done. Okay, let's say he came in halfway or midway into last season. He couldn't buy players. Now that he's got players, look at the kind of players that he's going to get. You get. It shows you the focus of the team. Look, that team needs a clear out. I'm talking about a Luka Modric clear out. I'm talking about a Karim Benzema clear out. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, look. Benzema is an okay guy, but I think he's past his sell-by date. They need to, go, I need, do you think they need to go to back Madrid? to the days of the Galacticos? Whatever floats their boats. I don't even care if they are Galacticos or not. I'm just saying that Madrid needs to invest more, you know, and chasing one player all season, I don't like that. I don't like that. Every player has someone just like him or someone that would be better than, I, than him on the long run. But what did Madrid do, you know? And they actually got in a couple of players. You know, Very what, fantastic players. Talking about Jovic, fantastic striker. How well did they solidify their 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 defense, their defense line, you know? So let's let's just um, basically see how this one works. Okay, okay. And on that note, um, quickly, we'll gi- I'll give you a run of the Europa, ga- um, Europa games that um, that were played last night. Or would you help me with that, Chola? Oh, yes. A whole lot of games were played. Uh, after Nicosia uh, uh, ended 3-4, uh, they, they, they lost at home to F91 Dondelange. I hope I got their name right. Karabag, mm-hmm. we know them very well. They lost at home to Sevilla, 3-0-3. FC Cup in Haven. Uh, 1-0 versus Lugano, they won. Dynamo Kiev uh, beat Malmo, FF 1-0. FC Basel was uh, 5-0 versus Krasnoda. Etafe beat Charles Bonspor 1-0. PSV Eindhoven with victors over Sporting. Uh, that's 3-2. It ended. Lask uh, beat Rosenberg 1-0. Mm. Uh, CFR Kluge beat Lazio 2-1. Runs played 1-1 uh, with Celtic. Uh, Standard Liege and uh, Victoria. The Gumeris ended 2-0. Advantage Standard Liege. Hunter Frankfurt lost at home to the Arsenal, to the kids of Arsenal, because Arsenal really, you know, did something amazing yesterday, turning out young, young lads from the academy. FC from their youth team, actually. Then FC Porto at home to BSC Young was 2-1. Rangers. 
beat Fayenu 1-0. Espanyol and Ferenc Carvers played a 1-1 uh, draw. Ludograd, Goretz and uh, CSK 5-1. Ludograd defeated CSK Moscow. That's a shocking one. Gunk beat St. Etienne 3-2. Wolfsburg uh, defeated FC Alexandria 3-1. Borussia Mönchengladbach lost at home 0-4 to Wolfenbeger AC. Uh, Rome defeated Istanbul 4-0. Slovan Bratislava defeated Besiktas uh, 4-2. Wolverhampton Wanderers lost at home to Braga by 0-1. Manchester United a slim 1-0 victory against FC Astana. United also turning out with the kids. And uh, Partizan Belgrade versus AZ Akma was 2-2. Okay, okay. Um, um, fantastic fixtures um, last night. And um, there will be a lot of um, f fantastic um, um, sports going on through the weekend. And with that, we'll come to the end of the show. Till we come your way again on Monday on your favorite sports show, Phoenix Sport. I'll say, do some sports and have a fantastic weekend. Peace.